You gotta love Cameron Kennedy just emailing me out of the blue like, hey man, I made an updated version of the Mortal Kombat intro to make sure that it included plus Balls of Fury, because <laughs> that's where we're at. Everyone, this is Kind of Funny's in review for Mortal Kombat in review, and I gotta be honest with you, uh, nothing's gonna make sense today, nothing at all, because I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. We have the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Nick's madness is great. You know what I mean? Like, it just works sometimes. We have the new face of video games, Blessing, Eddie O.A. Jr. What a movie. What a fantastic movie this is. I'm so glad <laughs> that's, this. That's where we're starting. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm starting there. This movie's a masterpiece. And I think the man is muted right now, but we do have Nick Scarpino. Okie dokie. Autochokey. <laughs> This is the first line Christopher Walken says in this movie. He comes out <laughs> and he goes, Okie dokie, out of chokey. Uh, sorry that it took you so long to get here. Oh, God. I love it so I love everything he does in this movie. I just want to spend time with the man, Tim. Is that so much to ask? It's, it is not so much to ask, Nick, because this is kind of funny's Mortal Kombat plus Balls of Fury in review. Uh, we are ranking and reviewing all of the Mortal Kombat theatrically released movies and uh, Balls of Fury <laughs> for some godforsaken reason because Nick made the observation that one of the actors from the first Mortal Kombat is also in this movie. It ain't yeah. for semi, about two minutes. similar role. <laughs> for about two fucking minutes, this motherfucker <laughs> dies immediately, and I go, this is why we're watching this movie. <laughs> this is why. Andy, it was such but a fun ride, But he plays the same though. character. It was he such plays a the exact ride. same character. He, he does. does the same face and everything, and it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yep. is kind of funny's in review where each and every week we rank and review two different movie franchises. Uh, right now we're doing Mortal Kombat in review. And because Mortal Kombat 2021 got delayed a week, we're sliding balls of fury in here. Yeah, we, we will are. be doing Mortal this Kombat so 2021 next week in addition to uh, continuing Pixar in review with Cars. Uh, you can get the show on YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in Review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free uh, and watch live as we record it, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, the nanobiologist, and Tom Bach have done. Thank you both very, very much. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp and Babbel, but there's no time to talk about that right now. We got to get into this. Balls of Fury has a runtime of one hour and 30 minutes. It was released on August 29th, 2007. It was directed by Robert Ben Garrett. Mm-hmm. This is his directorial debut. Uh, but he wrote a bunch of movies you guys are probably familiar with, including The Pacifier, Herbie Fully Loaded, oh, Night at the Museum, movie. and The Baywatch movie. Mm. Uh, but most importantly... He is also the co-creator of Reno 911. Kev, can Hell you please yeah. bring this picture up? I mean, that was clear. Hold on. What a catalog. Back. Yep. The director of this movie is the guy on the right. <laughs> From Reno. Oh. The, guy left is, the guy on the left is Thomas oh. Lennon, the, the guy that plays Carl Wolfschlag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in this, the, who also wrote the movie. I right. read their book on, on writing. 
which um oh. so when you write when you read people's screenwriting books like they, they always this? talk about the crap no uh thomas lennon wrote it yeah i think they actually wrote it together Nicholas it was lennon. written like they had a script yes, mm -hmm. yes. Are, are you joking? Um, mostly Andy, as a vehicle tell, come on this movie sucks, dude. I fucking hate how? this movie. How? Hey, this movie's this movie, so this bad. This movie is fantastic. This movie is This hilarious. movie feels like this movie feels like a fucking game jam for movies where they said, "We have a weekend to make a movie. Let's just try to make a movie." It's like none of the humor is funny, dude. Wow. The only funny moment is like when Christopher Walken is just talking. When Walken like is talking, because, it's amazing. Andy, did you not laugh your ass off when he goes he goes <laughs> And then just walks away from him. That's all he said. <laughs> I don't even know if I remember. <laughs> I'll, get to it. I'll get to it. Moving on, though, uh, this movie had a box office return of forty-one point <laughs> one million and a budget of just a bunch of question marks. I have no trace of budget for this movie. I spent five minutes looking and I couldn't find it. So I Lord, can't imagine Lord they knows. spent more than like twenty mil. But this has a actually a decent like cast in it. Which a is surprisingly crazy. decent cast mm. that I'm like. It kind of offends me that some of these people would say yes to be part of this oh, movie, Aisha this Tyler. Uh, but the, the more surprising thing is normally when I look up trivia for movies, I have like a plethora of things to choose from for, <laughs> for random facts. Mm -hmm. I have never seen the IMDb trivia page so barren. Yeah, there was two four. pieces of trivia. Neither of them interesting enough to bring up. The Wikipedia did have something that I, I like, which is a tie-in game for Balls of Fury was released for the Wii and Nintendo DS. Uh, the storyline involves an underground ping pong competition based on the film. The DS version... Um, uh, came out in September with the Wii version coming out later. Uh, both versions take advantage of motion controls yeah, to play ping pong and were not well received. Uh, the Wii version was <laughs> panned by critics, while the DS version received better, but still not good reviews. Uh, the DS version got a 6.5 from IGN, but the Wii version got a 1.2. A 1.2 really? out of 10. Becoming one of the lowest reviewed video games IGN has ever Again, reviewed. It, it just proves to me that it's really hard to make a, a, a video game out of a movie, man. It's just really difficult to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's start with one Nick Scarpino. So I'll, I'll, the, the thing I like about this movie, obviously, aside from the fact that it's just pure shenanigans and silliness, um, is that it actually is a very not so subtle homage to Enter the Dragon as well, which I didn't bring up, but it is. So the the, the plot line is ripped straight from that Bruce Lee movie, um, including a lot of smaller things um, that happen to that. You know, there's a part where Fang like tours him around that's exactly like straight from uh, Enter the Dragon, except for Randy Daytona is the polar opposite character from Bruce Lee's character in Enter the Dragon. Um, I like this movie because it's obviously does not take itself that seriously. And I think that it, the, based on the strength of the performances from like Thomas Lennon and I, I just I'm a sucker for Dan Fogler. I love his physical comedy. And then also like James Hong and and uh, Christopher Walken backing it up and pretty much everything um, uh, George Lopez says in this got me laughing as well. I just I, I just always love dipping my toe back into this world. Blessing. Yeah, it was awesome coming back to this movie because I honestly ha probably haven't seen this movie in maybe like a decade. But I do remember when it came out. It came out in like, what, 2007? And a couple years after that, I don't know what channel it was. It might have been one of the HBO channels, but it used to come on all the time. All the time. And I would watch it every <laughs> single time it was on. I fucking loved it. <laughs> I fucking loved this movie uh, when, it, when it originally came out back in the day. And so, yeah, returning to it, 
it was an awesome experience because I totally forgot about so many of the actors and actresses that were in this thing. And so, like, once we got George Lopez, I was like, fuck, yeah, he's yeah, one of the main George characters Lopez. in this movie. <laughs> and then once we get Christopher Walken, I was like, fuck. And then Aisha, I don't even think I was aware of Aisha Tyler yeah, at the time. And so when know. Aisha Tyler came out, I was like, fuck, she plays this character? Uh, I think this movie is, is, is so awesome. It has so many good, <laughs> memorable scenes, right? And, like, I, I understand, like, jokes aside, I understand where you guys are, where, you, where you guys come from when you talk about, like, why would you say yes to this movie? Oh, this movie's ridiculous. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's like a lot of shit in it where the more you take this movie seriously, the less good it is. But when I come when I come to it, I don't take it seriously at all. I'm coming into it like looking forward to the scenes like where uh, he has he has to choose which sex slave he wants, and then she brings in a bunch of dudes, and he's not into dudes. And but like if the if if the dude leaves, then he gets fucking killed, and so they have to like hang out and play board games. It's fucking awesome. Like, it's, it's, that's night. the last time I he's like, hang out if I'd have known night. when I went to that audition, I would become a sex slave. I never would have gone to Orlando. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Uh the um the blind so sensei dumb. dude, I fucking loved. And again, like the more the you take it seriously, so the more dumb. this movie falls they apart. Because the dumb. jokes the jokes are ter- like are so dumb. It's dumb. Racist at some points, but yes. it's one of those ones where it's like the movie leans into its own ridiculousness so much that it's hard for me not to enjoy it. Andy. Um, man, I I wish I wanted. I wish I could like this movie. I I love watching movies that aren't that don't take themselves serious. Like I love dumb fucking movies. One of my favorite movies of all time is Hot Rod, and I think a lot of it just has to do with like wh- whether the actors or what they were pro- portraying. And I I may have giggled like twice, but. It just really felt like there wasn't really a script and they didn't have time to try to make jokes. So it was just like, oh, act really funny here and try to be entertaining in this moment. And I just, I fucking really hated this movie. And I thought it was just terrible, dude. And again, like I, I, again, I'm, I'm the type of person that I knew what to expect, right? And we all love our dumb comedies, but I just don't, I didn't, it wasn't entertaining enough for me to be like, it's, it's a silly fucking movie. Like it's, you know, it doesn't take itself serious. I just, it wasn't entertaining enough for me to, to kind of uh, be that lenient with it, I guess. Make I'm, 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 I'm yeah. still making a thumbnail for the last thing we just recorded. So that's why I'm totally, kind of... I, I'm just going to say that I was just to, to, to back up Andy's point for a second for the avoidance of doubt. I don't think anyone's going to sit here and argue. This is a good movie. <laughs> I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, I think this is what, definitely one of those. If, if you guys like want to tear it to shreds, I got no leg to stand on in this. And there's just something about a, some of the key performances in this that just make me giggle so much. Namely Dan Fogler. I just, I love his physical comedy, but Andy, I, I can understand where you're coming from. Kev. I uh, sat down and watched this with Paula, Avery, uh, Paula's sister, and uh, Spencer. And Paula and Avery went to sleep, but, like, it was, like, 11 when we started. It was a mistake to start so late. But, like, for the hour they watched, they seemed like they were entertained. Me and Spencer had ourselves a great time. Like, we were sitting there laughing at every joke, every comment. Uh, Fogler is... Like the, the when it starts out and he's like doing the show on on stage, <laughs> he smiles and, and his teeth. And they glow. turn on the neon lights and he smiles <laughs> and his teeth are glowing. It was just everything about the comedy just hit so hard. I was pretty drunk though, so yeah, well. I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. As, yeah, as I think you it, should I, be watching a movie called Balls of Fury. I, I, I really do think like at the end of the day, it has to be a thing where uh, you know I love. 
Will Ferrell's dumbass movies, and there's some people who just don't like Will Ferrell. Yeah. And it just might be that I just totally don't really expected. care for Dan Fogler's like physical comedy. Like it throughout the whole Def Leppard part at the end where he's air guitaring and it's cutting to the other actors like Jan- like it's just like it's so bad that it's not even funny for me like those well, moments like when are he like, shoots Ugh. it when he shoots the radio come on bro that shit was fucking fire i like, I I like the part where he when he beats when he beats the dragon and he goes he jails i said what i can't get a what all right never <laughs> no mind <response. laughs> Tim, what did you think, Tim? So stupid. I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry I made you do this. I'm sorry I made you do this. And I, 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 to start positive, I thought Dan Fogler's physical comedy had moments that made me laugh out loud extremely hard. When it's pretty early in the movie, uh, but the woman's kind of coming at him and And he's he's like screaming. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good. That's a funny moment. Yeah, like I laughed. I don't think I've laughed that hard this Uh, year so far. Like that was so funny. Came out of nowhere. Um, Obviously, Christopher Walken is just a funny guy. It's like anything he does is is going to be funny. It's like it's not like anything he said specifically was standout funny. It's just him. It's just the way he is. It's like Jeff Goldblum. It's like all this stuff. It's like cool. We get it. You're funny. But uh, everything else about this movie, I mean, like, I, I need to straight up call it out. It is all of the ists. It is just so offensive in so many ways. It's like every, almost 90% of the jokes are either based on some type of racism, some type of homophobia, some type of like uh, ableism with like the amount of blind jokes they make. They're just never funny. Like, and that's the thing. So many of these jokes aren't even kind of clever. It's just like the lowest common denominator yeah. of, of, of humor. And like a, a perfect example is how many scenes did we need to see Dan Fogler awkwardly walk because he put something in his butt and that's funny because we get like 15 of them <laughs> and he's still kind of like walking weird. And I'm like, and it started off like, it could have been offensive, but by the end of it, it's just like, oh my god, y'all yeah, just don't give me where, shit. Where the blind man uh, ends up, like thinking he's sleeping with a woman, but it, like that, all of they it. just oh, kept yeah, going. They kept that joke going, and oh, they kept that joke god. going. And it's like you could have stopped like a while back. We don't need to keep on making the haha, like the guy you fuck the guy sort of thing. Like it's just like stop. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> we it's, don't need it's, to keep doing. I mean, it. it's simply offensive, and it's just like I I did not enjoy any of those aspects at all. And more than that, I just didn't enjoy this movie because it's like you can say it's an homage to Enter the Dragon. You can say it's an homage to other. No, right, homage might be they're a strong just like, word. It's just they're a just like off. I liked those movies, so we're just this scene's gonna be from that. This scene's gonna be from that it's like there's no no it's not there needs to be some clever level there needs to be some added thing this movie wasn't parody it was kind of just and that's the other thing (laughs) again this is i feel like everything i said i really really stand by this criticism is a little more iffy but i don't think that ping pong is that crazy of a premise for this movie like i feel like there's so many things they could have done that would have made it funnier than this, than the than the, the ping pong jokes they ended up doing, because there's not a single scene of like crazy ping pong happening where I'm like, that's cool and that's worth this movie being called being ball about ping pong. and being, a, being about <laughs> ping pong. You like, didn't like when they like spun the ball on. on their hand with the paddle and it was like, and it was like a rev up <laughs> where they kept hitting I, it just, and it would spin and then they would hit it. <laughs> I mean, it's just fun. like comparing this to a movie like Beer Fest, Dodgeball. Where, 
Dodgeball, all these things. It's like, again, not fantastic movies. Like movies, yeah, exactly. Like that, that have issues and I'm sure are dated as well and, and have a lot of the similar problems to what we just talked about. Uh, but there was something there. <laughs> for me, there was nothing here for this one. And I do not think that I've ever watched a movie for interview that I felt this way about, which is semi-angry that I had to watch it. <laughs> it could have well, been you know it could have been the Street Fighter movie. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely could have been. The audience uh, chose this one. <laughs> well, technically, the audience chose the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> but, oh, I thought it was Street Fighter. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, but uh, we're going to do that uh, when we lead into the Mario movie next year. But here we are. We made this choice. Andy, now we have to live with it. Hit the plot, Zog. Uh, I'm trying to think of the Def Leppard song. Da, na, na, na. Da, da. I don't really know much of the rest of the Def Leppard song, but he does that cool air guitar. Ladies and gentlemen, hit the plot. Here we go. The plot for Balls of Fury. Blessing. What's up? Ping pong. Or as the Chinese call it, (laughs) ping ping pong. pong. (laughs) Oh, God. This movie's masterpiece, guys. I don't know. Come on, y'all. Come on. We start at the 1988 (laughs) Table Tennis Championships. A young Randy Daytona will go down amongst the greatest ping pong players ever to take up the sport. And right offhand, I don't know any of those names are. Which is the thing that what's his buzz? Who's that guy that that's the the in the beginning of this, Andy? The actual newscaster. Oh, that, he's the, an like, HBO sports, sports guy. Yeah, he's the HBO sports. He guy. does the HBO sports with Brian Gumbel. I'm pretty sure. So funny, uh, Randy. At least he used to. Yeah, uh, Randy enter young Randy enters the stadium to Rock of Ages. I think is what it's called, uh, and with his patented Def Leppard paddle. His father, of course, played by Robert Patrick, who you guys know probably from most most from uh, uh, Terminator Two, uh, is uh, there. And he has put money on the match. With, <laughs> he's there. Well, I mean, he's You're the right. character. He was. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a silly comedy. What are you going to do? Uh, his father puts some money on uh, the match, which uh, much to Randy's uh, dismay with, uh, I'm just going to call him by the actor's name because I don't actually think he has a name in this, uh, which is Carrie Hiro, Hiroyuki Tagawa, who plays uh, Shang Tsung. The reason why we're watching this movie, who plays Shang Tsung in uh, the Mortal Kombat <laughs> movie. <laughs> I uh, thought he was going to have a much bigger role, man. No, no. <laughs> no, no, this is it. Um, of course, then uh, he's there with a bunch of henchmen. And then uh, what I think is arguably the best aspect of this movie comes in. Thomas Lennon comes in, who you'll know, of course, from Reno 911, playing Carl. Oh, God, I don't have his last name right now, but it's like Wolf Stag, um, Randy's opponent, and he is amazing. And by the way, I love that he's a fully grown man playing a child in yep. the in the world championships of, of table tennis and he is just a dick and it's great of course we get the uh i will also rain. say his physical comment like his face is funny he's, like, he's really good oh, yeah. at just like doing yeah. funny facial expressions and stuff and I, I got a couple chuckles out of him i don't but, know that i ever got a full-on belly laugh oh out God, of him dude. but the chuckles for sure when he's when he's like these things that i say i don't mean them and then he goes oh no just kidding say hey say what's up to your dead parents <laughs> and walks away <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, you know, we'll agree to disagree. Uh, he comes <laughs> in and they play. That moment. <laughs> they play. I mean, I've seen this movie way too many times, apparently. Uh, let's see. Randy puts his gum under the table. That's the thing he's going to do a lot here. And the match begins, but Randy is distracted by his father's gambling habits and ends up eating shit and knocking himself out, losing by default when he comes to, of course, he's been told uh, to say the titular line, which back in the 80s, by the way, was a, was a hilarious thing that everyone always had to say, which when they won the Super Bowl, I'm going to Disneyland. Uh, but in, in this case, he's been an incredible embarrassment. And they cut to stock footage of Ronald Reagan 
just super disappointed and just shaking his head. But the footage is so obviously from the 80s that it doesn't match at all. And I think it's hilarious. That made, that, that that made was, me laugh. That was that, that's where yeah. I was like, maybe we'll maybe this is going to be on the level of hot fuzz that like it's it's a it's um, an acquired this, taste. No, no. This movie is hot fuzz is clever. <laughs> hot fuzz oh, no, not clever. hot fuzz. I'm sorry. I'm that's sorry. Yeah. Hot Rod. Hot, oh, Hot Rod is funny, too. I like Hot Rod. Um, but uh, then we get try we get the triad boss Fang, who is uh, sh- shadowed in silhouette or silhouetted in shadows rather. Orders Randy's father executed because he doesn't have the money for the debt. And then one of the henchmen takes out a really really big knife, and Robert Patrick screams Jesus <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> but it's like not the right kind of Jesus, like you said. It's like the it's like the time when you like you turn around and Greg just rips his shirt off and you just go Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of reaction. <laughs> totally out of place but it gets a laugh out of me i laugh real hard uh 19 years later randy is doing his ping pong act in vegas uh and of course the dude that opens up for him is and i always i want to remember this guy's name but i never do but he's the guy from anchorman who's doing the singing with the oh, parrot yeah ah uh, i had his name i lost he's from it. The office, something right? Konic, he's from the office like yeah. yeah he's so funny um uh, and then of course the he brings mm, he brings out packer yeah what's his, what's his real what's his uh, actor's name though nobody knows it's a mystery Fair enough. Uh, he brings it up out. right now. Dave, David Kushner. Yeah. Kuch- there you go. Yeah. Thank you. I was Wait, is that right? Kochner? No. Kochner? No, yeah. Kochner? David Kochner. Kochner. Yeah, Kochner. Kuchner. That's what it is. Kochner. Uh, of course, also there worth noting is Carrie Kenny, who, if you've watched uh, Reading Around One, One, is one of the main characters on that show as well. She plays the uh, the assistant who he calls the, by the wrong name. She goes, my name's Sarah. You've been calling me the wrong name for five years. It's okay. Uh, of course, this is another... <laughs> This is tough. another one of those moments that I just can't stop laughing at. He starts bouncing the ball. Like, the guy gets up to go to the bathroom. He starts bouncing it off the guy's head, and he just goes, ah, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has a heart attack. <laughs> and he has a heart attack. When, I love this movie. Oh, my God. And then when, when George Lopez that guy walks in, and he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know. Going. How was I supposed to know the guy had a heart so, condition? It's so funny. Uh, I laughed so hard. God. Anyway, George Lopez comes in. He's an FBI agent, Agent Rodriguez, and he play, and he wants Randy uh, to go after Mr. Feng. Who is uh, he's a ping pong fanatic, and every five years he brings the best of the best from around the world to wherever he's at for a high stakes tournament, and Randy is their ticket in. Of course, this is where we start getting the uh, the um, references basically to the plot of Enter the Dragon, which is exactly what happened there. Uh, but Randy is still haunted by the demons of his past, and he doesn't compete anymore. Maybe he never should have to begin with. Uh, Randy then goes to visit his father's grave. Which is a scene you think is going to be touching until this you realize funny. it's under a water park. <laughs> and this like, was funny. So the the funny. not being able no, to but... afford the extra numbers yeah, was really yeah, that's a good the numbers. Like that's a good joke right there. Yeah. I had a I had a laugh with that. That was so funny. Um, of course, he realizes that his life is very very sad and that he can't even afford a good place of burial for his father. The so apostrophes calls... are cheaper. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, Bob. I couldn't afford to pay by the letter. Um, uh, by also, the way, that's the how it really works. You have to oh, pay yeah. by the letter. Yeah. Uh, I forget the actor's name too, but he has a cameo in that as the groundskeeper, and he's in a bunch of stuff. I think he was in Down Periscope. Uh, Toby Huss? Huss? Toby that Huss is right. his name. Uh, and then off we go. I uh, see he calls Agent Rodriguez and says, I'm in. And off we go to the table tennis regionals and pancake breakfast so Randy can win and hopefully get an invite to Fang's tournament. And his first match is. Randy Daytona versus four-time Western Conference champion 
the hammer played by none other than Patton Oswald, who is in this Great. movie for all of three minutes and has, I keep saying this is my funniest part. This might be my favorite part of it. It starts off. He puts the gum under the table. He gets ready to go. And boom, Patton Oswald immediately comes out of the door with the world's smallest trophy. And he lifts it up. And then he looks over and he goes, it tastes good. <laughs> and then just runs away. Nick, I want you to know, Nick. You're making this movie funnier. Like, <laughs> Nick, no, it was a good movie. This is how it is in my head when he does things like this. <laughs> but I was, I, I what, shout us uh, to the scene where they get in there and jo- and he goes, "I miss that smell" or, or smell. something like that. And he goes, and oh, George Lopez is like, he's like, oh, smell yeah, of like, the competing." Yeah, and he's like, "No, goes, the no. pancakes, pancakes." <laughs> It's and really then, like pancakes. And then Patton As- uh, Oswalt comes out and he can't rip through the paper. He can't rip through the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh my not God. funny, it's like guys. 10 seconds. That is not funny. We're not laughing at that. Funny. Funny. I'm not funny. allowing it. I'm sitting funny. there on my third cocktail being like, it's yeah. fucking a movie. It's fucking no, a movie. The, the part where he licks the trophy, though, is just because so, here's the thing. Like, obviously, to Andy's point, right? A lot of this is improv. A lot of it doesn't work. But the things that do work, you can totally tell were those were those magical moments where you're like, Pat, just do whatever you want with the trophy. And it just licks it and, and makes that sound. If I were directing this, we'd be like, we're done. We're done for the day. He nailed it. We don't need any more than this. That's definitely going in the trailer, which if I'm not mistaken, was. Yeah, he anyway. walked out and did the, can you dig it? The, the, oh, God, that's right. <laughs> from the, from, uh, the Warriors. Warriors but, yeah. but also kind of made more famous, I would say, more in a relevant way when Shaquille O'Neal did it when the Lakers won. Uh, the championship like that was that was brought more that was brought uh, onto sort of the the scene again because the Warriors it's an older movie not everybody well, knows yeah, the Warriors, yeah, the Warriors popped sense, when yeah. a, a video game came out about it remember that's what oh, yeah the Rockstar like, oh, let's, let's look this movie and that's out. when I, I played I played that yeah, game then I went and watched the Warriors I thought you were gonna say Booker T from the WWF slash WWE because he had a thing where he was like like I think his theme music was can you dig can it you dig sucker it, sucker yeah, yeah. Sha- Shaq did this thing. Shaq did this thing where when they won the ring, he's in the streets and he's yelling this, like uh, they're having their parade or whatever. But it was at that moment that I thought, if this movie was made f- four years prior to this, John Heater from Napoleon Dynamite would have been in this movie too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he did like, all the. It hits. just felt like one of those type of movies that you just oh, get sure. whoever's mildly hot semi-relevant <laughs> like it, it, i mean it feels like a 2007 as comedy mu- movie where everybody who was hot around that time <laughs> and had free time came through yeah. and like had a day at the studio and aisha tyler was like yeah i could do this for yeah. a good hour shoot all my scenes Peace <laughs> out. well it's that it's definitely like thomas lennon and uh, i forget the director's name but like their crew of people that they like you know like like D- i think his name is diedrich bader the guy yep. from um that's right. He's third rock. Yeah, third rock. And he's I think he was in third rock. No, he was in a Kevin Smith rock. movie. I think it was in like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, and all that he stuff. Was he's been in a ton of stuff. There. He's voiced Batman a couple times, I think, in like Brave and the Bold. Yes. Um, he's just one of those guys when you see him in a movie, you're like, oh, okay, it's gonna be a Diedrich Bader movie. It's good, it's not we're not shooting for necessarily the highest caliber, but we are gonna have some fun. Anyway, are you uh, French Stewart spent uh, Tim. Yeah, that's who Tim was thinking yeah. of. All right, cool. From Holy third rock. shit. I can see him Googling. So, yeah. <laughs> Realize it right now. Those are different people. Oh, yeah, yeah they're definitely yeah. people. Definitely. No, but like he's, but I mean, Diedrich was in that same sort of, I was on a TV show at night kind of thing. Yeah, oh, he's on tons of stuff. <laughs> I don't remember what TV show it was, but I. Oh, Drew Carey show. Drew, Drew Carey show. That's right. Thank you. That's what it was. Because I think he I've was one of those guys, that. like, who, who's not, whose line is it anyway? But what was that improv show that Drew Carey did? 
Who's that? That's who's that's anyway. Yeah, that's who's that's anyway. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think he's been all that a couple times. Oh my god, he was Rex in Napoleon Dynamite, Rex Quando. Yes, what the he fuck? was. Yeah. Look at that. That's the comparison Holy right there. Holy shit. Mm. That's Continuing weird. right along, this classic movie. Uh, Agent Rodriguez takes matters into his own hands and says, you're not good enough yet. You're not ready. I have to bring you to Master Wong, who is played by James Hong, who I will always, always, always love uh, if for no other reason because he played Mr. David Lopan in my all-time favorite movie, Big Trouble in Little China. And he is fucking great in this. Um, albeit, to Tim's very earlier point, a lot of the jokes that he makes incredibly inappropriate it would not be made now but he does Every have some bangers joke in that there. he makes does he i don't know that he does because the amount of times they rely on saying the word honor as a joke is just fucking confounding to me you know, like how in any time did they think this is funny this is worth it this is totally worth the joke it's not Fair enough joke guys um but he okay so where am i uh, okay uh, fang of course was master wong's most gifted pupil and by the way i could not spell pupil for the longest time in this document so i spelled it p-e-u-p-l-e and then finally i turned on subtitles and realized i was spelling it completely incorrectly anyway he uh but he had a taste for the better <laughs> things in life and sought out a life of crime uh so that he could pay for all that stuff eventually getting wong's brother uh killed and of course wong's brother is uh maggie q dad and then the next day uh randy spots uh, we get a shot of maggie q when he gets there uh randy spots maggie q maggie or his character's name destroying a group of guys at ping pong uh but then when randy slips in uh oh so he he sees maggie q of course and he slips in a very misogynistic remark and then wong, wong uh grabs him by the nuts with his chopsticks and it's a really funny moment for me uh think about just, what you just said <laughs> i mean he i mean you know think about it oh my god we got so he says a misogynistic remark right a sexist remark to this woman and then they have the blind asian man use chopsticks to grab him by the balls to solve the problem <laughs> listen listen tim you're making good points. He was eating. <laughs> he was eating. You know what I mean? Like, what, what? I mean, he was eating. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't well, like he pulled them out of his pocket. He was look, eating noodles. It's thematic imagery. It's the balls of fury. Like, that's where it all sort of... <sighs> there it is. Uh, I do want to shout then, out. I did like the 1v5, uh, the daughter. Ping pong like, match. Yeah, killing yeah. these dudes and ping pong. I thought that was super cool. But also, mm. like, why not just use her then? I feel like she's there. You know? I mean, that's a good point. That's a very good point. You should, yeah. George Lopez definitely should have asked somebody else. Yeah. Who's not definitely really a... Um, should have asked a little movie. girl, maybe, honestly. <laughs> the dragon? The dragon? Yeah, the dragon. We'll get to yeah. her in a second. Uh, but speaking of... The, uh, yeah. Can you wait, Andy? <laughs> uh, we get introduced to Jason Scott Lee here, who's playing a character, uh, and he's the one that grabs Maggie's butt, and then she just beats the shit out of him, and then beats the crap out of a bunch of other people. And this is that part that, that Tim laughed out loud with, and I did as well, where... Um, Randy goes, I'm going to help her, and then goes, and she doesn't know him because she's never met him before, so she just thinks he's another one of the guys trying to attack her. And so she starts, like, throwing punches at him and he's, or spinning the coat rack at him, and he's like, ah, 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 and he just starts screaming ah, into the corner. Ah. <laughs> it's so good. So fucking funny. Uh, uh, another also just worth noting, and I don't know why this wasn't in the trivia, but Jason Scottley, if I'm not mistaken – played bruce lee in the movie dragon which was about the, was, was the bruce lee story and so there's shots of him that they he recreated did. from enter the dragon in that movie which is fucking really cool so if you've never That's seen cool. it go back and watch that a lot of it is very much built into the legend of bruce lee but it's fucking beautifully directed and really cool also lauren holly plays his wife and i love her um the rest of the guys uh, there you go uh first lesson 
Wong makes Randy play with a wooden spoon. Randy's like, I can't do this, but uh, Maggie can very easily and shows him up very easily. Uh, and then Wong presents Randy with, we get the scene where he presents him with his lucky cricket, uh, which Randy immediately snatches from his hand, which is a little bit of a reference to Kung Fu, I believe. The original oh, Kung shit. Fu was like, also... if you can take the stone from my hand, then you'll be ready. And so he thinks that's what he's doing. So he grabs it and just accidentally squishes it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. did you just kill my lucky cricket? And he's like, oh, no. Anyway, then Randy tries uh, to get to know Maggie, but she isn't having any of it. Uh, Wong wants Randy to, and then we get another training scene where Wong wants Randy to build endurance, so he locks him in a freezer. And before he does, bees. he drops a box of bees and just runs away. Like, and I laughed we, so hard at this for some reason. I don't know why. It, 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 here's I was the with thing. you. I was with you. It, like, it yeah. makes sense. Like, it's, the way, it's the way the James Hong drops it and runs away. It's the way he just runs away. Like, it's just, he knows this is stupid. Also, why is it in a it. freezer? You know what I mean? Like, why was it done in a freezer? they can't get out. You can't I love get it. I, uh, I enjoyed I it. I laughed. It, re- it really just seems, uh, you know, kind of at this point with, sort of the the cricket you know i kill the cricket or whatever like a lot of those moments it really reminds me of this being a movie that chris farley would have made four oh, years this would after. have been chris this would have been a chris farley movie for sure oh, but yeah. like but like way later on when he isn't getting roles anymore mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. picking bad movies like this kind of feels like that similar to when i was watching um um beverly hills ninja I'm just I, like, oh, this isn't well, working well, anymore, well, <laughs> you know? Well. I mean, that's a different statement than it being a bad movie. And also, Chris Farley always picked bad movies. He made them great. He made them great. Hey, maybe one just day like we'll, George do, Lopez, we'll do Tommy great. Boy and Unfortunately, nobody could make this one great. <laughs> uh, that night, Randy has trouble. Uh, excuse me. Randy has trouble with his backhand. He can't. Backhand becomes the theme of this movie. Later that night, he has a nightmare, which wakes up George Lopez, who's sleeping next to him, and he immediately starts pumping rounds into the wall. <laughs> I fucking lost it. I lost it. Something about George Lopez's like just he He's played like, it so straight. Where he like for for a moment he was a competent cop. Yeah, he just got up, yeah. shoots, and then like wakes up from that like nightmare he moment. Goes, yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like, oh shit, and my Ray- bad. He goes, oh, he's like, the reaction is the thing that got me because like you can you can sense the fear in him where he's just like fucking <laughs> yeah. like just frozen there for seconds and like bro but he asked I gotta me, get goes, the fuck out of here he goes are, he's like he's terrified and he's like are you like a real fbi agent like you're a real fbi agent right like you're not like making this up and that's when they have the heart to heart but before he does that george lopez is like oh man i'm so sorry hey do you want to pop off a couple rounds you just makes me feel good <laughs> <laughs> good luck good great um, and of course, this is where we we learn that um, this this is a kind of a wild goose chase that he's on. All the other real agents are chasing leads, try to uh, um, chase down Fang, but this is like a you know it's a one in a million shot. Um, then they get a call from Master Wong's shop. Uh, it has been vandalized because he taught outsiders, which again is another beat I think from Bruce Lee's uh, from for definitely from Dragon. I don't know if that was actually something that happened to Bruce Lee or not, but I know that that was like a there was a myth that because he was training people who were not Chinese, uh, he got a lot of shit from the the other uh, gyms or rather the other dojos in the area and had to actually go improve himself. It's a beat in Dragon. I'm not quite sure if that actually happened in real life. But also, like a cool Karate story. Kid too. Oh yeah, when they destroy Mr. Miyagi's dojo. Oh right, they, but when are they Wait, not? Well, no, they, Mr. Uh, dojo they destroyed the dojo game. not because he was training an outsider; it was because he wanted a death match, Right. Same difference. Um, I'm just joking. That was a good. Call the game. homages uh, were never great. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Randy must restore the gym's honor, and the only way to do that is to go to the elders and face the dragon. 
and this is where Maggie starts to warm Durand a little bit. She gives him her father's paddle and a little kiss on the cheek for luck. And it turns out the dragon is, in fact, a great schooler. Um, and she comes in with her little, with her, uh, like, yeah. backpack. And it's yeah. cute. And uh, a little locker. It was the Dora the Explorer shirt that really, I feel like, tied it all together for me. Where I was just like, this is good. Well, first choice. off, it's like a jacked out dude with tattoos. And then he, like, walks away. And then she comes in, which I thought, you know, yeah. obviously cheesy as shit but got me and i don't know uh, why this got me but her putting her backpack in the locker and the straps of the backpack just hanging out of it yeah. for some reason got me also uh master wong gives randy some advice he says remember you suck when you're nervous and then uh the match starts and randy beats her fair and square three to zero and then uh gloats and i laugh real hard at this point this is the part where he's hey, like yes yes the, that is the... right am i right just say fine fine <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like no one's having any of this they're like who the fuck is this idiot this is also uh, the moment then, where we get the the this is an unstoppable like no one's ever stopped this in five years right oh no yeah the wind is my face give me a second hold on mm-hmm. and it's just uh again these dumb jokes just they made me laugh they're silly um dragon of course is very, very sad, but it's just a red herring. She takes that opportunity to sock uh, Rand right in the nuts. And then Jason Lee and the other guys cheer for him. They like they have that moment where they're like, we're going to kick your ass. And they cheer for him, and you think it's all going to be great. And then they carry him out, hoist him out on their shoulders, and throw him straight into a dumpster. Uh, and I, 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 when, I, when I first saw this, I was like, yep, that's, that is a perfect beat right there. Uh, then, for no reason, Aisha Tyler's in this movie. And wait, wait, uh, the quick, actor that played. Sorry, I, I just remembered something that, like, like had me dying again. It's another joke that it's dumb, but like I, the comedy of the unexpected was so good when they're like, "Hey, we bet for money here." So you want to bet four dollars? Yeah, yeah four dollars. Yeah, and ask him for change. Yeah. And then like, he asks him for change, and, and he gives it to him. Oh, there's something about that was just like because like everything is like you know because they're pretending that it's all real, well, and then you, then it goes down, and it's like oh, it's it's a joke to them too. You have that moment where um, James Hong, it's another one of those lines I've, I wish I'd written down, but he was like, he was like, he says it's like, oh, like the den of the den of sin and thieves where fortunes are won or lost. I'm exaggerating, of course, but you get it. This is where people play ping pong. <laughs> so it's play like ping he's pong? trying to hype it up, but he's like, I mean, this is just what well, people the, There was a line where he's like, it, they get rich, no, make fortunes and get with ugly. No, what was it? It was something with ugly. Women oh, the, the uh, yeah. The, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the we're writing gonna, we're gonna skip past so that line Kevin. it's so dumb i know i know um let's see oh here before we you move on let me tell you about our sponsors this episode of the kind of funny podcast is brought to you by better help online therapy a lot of us take care of our bodies but 2020 and 2021 have been tough so we might also want to take care of our minds There's a misunderstanding of what therapy is. It can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be sitting around talking about your feelings. A lot of people battle with their temper or their stress is, or the stress is about to kill them, or they have depression, anxiety, PTSD, and the list goes on. If this is you, you can use therapy to get some tools that will make life easier. Uh, Spoilers, we film these after the show. And the second half of this show is all about uh, mental health and work being online and the struggles and trials and tribulations that come with that. Of course, if you are ever struggling and you just need somebody to talk to therapy is a great option for it uh, i've known so many people who go to therapy and have found it so helpful of course nick has before too so 
BetterHelp is trying to do that for you online. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This, pod- this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Kind of Funny Morning Show listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash morning. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash morning, betterhelp.com slash morning. Our next sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, is Babbel. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point of our academic careers. Hello, my name is Greg. I took French in high school and in college and immediately forgot everything after I took the tests to get the gen ed requirements I need. And I'm like, I'll never need to learn French again. And then I fell in love with and married a woman from Quebec. And her first language is uh, French. And her family uh, primarily speaks French. And it's a struggle. And I wish I had done more with it. But I've been using Babbel, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Babbel of course is the number one selling language app uh, that's addictively fun and easy to learn a new language whether you'll be traveling abroad connecting in a deeper way with your family or just have some free time Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world Babbel's 15 minutes le- I'm sorry Babbel's 15 minute lessons uh, make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go Uh, The way I've been doing it right is that in between maybe starting a video game for the night or even when I have a downtime during the day, just popping on the couch, turning on Babbel, putting in my headphones and going. Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind, things you'll get to use in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Start your new language journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code MORNING. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code MORNING, for an extra three months free. Babbel, language for life. They're going to love this one. Oh, yeah, they're going to love this one. Uh, Aisha Tyler's there, uh, as well as the actor who played Chang Song, um, and they show up to present Randy with a golden paddle because he has beaten the dragon now. So he's now on Fang's map and has an official invite to Fang's tournament. Over at the FBI office, uh, Maggie translate the writing uh, that's written on the front of the paddle, which is a riddle, uh, which Randy deciphers very, very easily. And everyone's like, wow, that was really impressive. And he goes, yeah, no, it's just that's written on the back of the paddle, a date and time in the airport. And it's... I get a kick out of the scene because yeah, it's, it, it's, the scene did have me, but I was like, ah, there's something here, and I'll give it, I'll give it the the credit of like it, it was funny. He's enough. like, he's like, what is it? A clock, right? What has a face? Clock. Where is it? Twelve o'clock. Where are we gonna go? And they're like, what about this? Like what? Like where is it supposed to take off from? What airport? Is like John Wayne goes through the whole thing haiku. Yep, that's a haiku. And they're like, wow, that was really really good. He goes, yeah, it's just written on the back of the panel. It's like, <laughs> you just turn around. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Also, uh, I think the principal from Community is in this, and it's really, really funny. I like that guy. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Dean. Oh, yeah. Dean. So funny. Dean. It's weird. Dean. I mean, well, I mean, I guess there wasn't that much of a you know, year fun- gap. Funnily like enough, five years. when I did, uh, when we went to um, screen the documentary, Winning for the Punchline in Vegas, or not Vegas, excuse me, in Austin, at the Spider Room, uh, they were having that big comedy-like festival that was happening there, which I got to go up at the Spider Room and all that stuff. 
and he was staying in my hotel and I rode with him in the elevator and I didn't, oh, I hadn't yeah. watched community from that point. So my only context was an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh. No, it was an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where he plays a hotel like concierge and Larry David keeps touching the cookies and they're like, can you use the, can you just use the tongs? Can you use the tongs? And he's like, somebody had to touch the cookies to put them on the thing. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, you were great that episode. The guy's like, thanks, man. <laughs> and another like, I've a lot of other shit. Like, so funny. Dumb. That's I'm hilarious. But by, by the way, non sequitur. Did you see Mike Aransky tweeting to Ryan Johnson about the Knives Out premiere? That you know, he was like, "Oh, I was at that premiere that you did, Ryan Johnson." And I'm pretty sure Christopher Nolan was in the crowd. I couldn't tell though. And Ryan Johnson replied to Mike Aransky, was like, "Yeah, Christopher Nolan was in the crowd, and I felt myself like." cringing whenever i would mention that i filmed digitally instead of on film oh wow <laughs> awesome. yeah i'd be like chris please please just please just close your ears um let's see oh so here we go uh maggie says a nice goodbye to randy and they make out and then she pulls guard on him uh and then once at the plane uh fangs man pulls a switcheroo watches walks them over to the bus and george lopez has another banger here where he's like where are we going to you <laughs> Stupid. Another banger. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's <laughs> George Nick Lopez says it, and he can't even like own it. It's, it. George, it's George Lopez. It's just it, you know it's anything, an improv from George Lopez, and that's why I think it's funny. But that's the anything George Lopez line says line is that, hilarious. But that moment, he just has I, a delivery that can't be matched. I, I think that moment was funny of like them them panning out, and it's like, oh no, you're not going on the jet. You're going on the stupid bus with a whole bunch of other people that are coming, going to play ping pong. But let, let, let me retract when. Uh, Oh, fuck, what's the name of this girl? Uh, when the, the girl kisses Maggie. him. Maggie. Maggie, yeah. thank you. Uh, when they she kisses him. Huh? I was going to say, uh, they didn't name her for character other than the actor. I'm not quite sure why. I'm not oh, really? Why. Her name's Maggie. Here, the character's name is Maggie. It's weird. Oh, I see. Got it. But that's what it is. Uh, and they zoom out, and she's like hugging him fully with her body. Yeah. Where, it's just something about that, like the randomness of like it's dumb. unnecessarily it's dumb setting that up. Yeah, yeah. I just I laughed. Uh, they arrive at a compound somewhere in Central America. Fang is training ping pong players, uh, just like Han. Han. So this is another one of those scenes where they, as they come in, you're seeing people playing ping pong outside. That's mirrored in Under the Dragon, of course, but they're they're practicing uh, kung fu or various martial arts outside. Um, and then uh, Carrie Tagawa gives Fang the dopest intro ever, where he talks about like I, I wish I'd written this down because he talks about how like Fang is like owns the night or whatever, and then. He comes out, guys, in all of his glory, the one and only Christopher Walken. And what is the first thing he says, Blessing? I don't remember the first thing he says. Okie dokie, out of chokey. And then he goes, ping pong, or as the Chinese call it, mm. ping pong. Ping pong. <laughs> I'm so glad that they didn't try to do... It's so dumb. Uh, uh, like, they didn't try... They didn't say, hey, try to act... No. Asian or like try to act like well yeah that too you don't tell Christopher Walken what to do they cast it's just so much better because he's him you know yeah oh yeah totally phenomenal you cast Christopher Walken because you know this is exactly what he's going to do you don't give him direction this director was not like I'm going to direct you and you should be this character they were just like it's gonna it's Christopher Walken that's all you're gonna get and guess what when I interviewed Dan Fogler he was like it was the best experience of my life because I he just got to hang out on set with Christopher Walken and like occasionally Christopher would just say something to him on the side and he's like, what the fuck? Anyway, he also uh, was we really then... upset because he said that it hurt his career for many, many years. Christopher Walken? 
No, uh, Dan. Oh, Dan, Dan Fogler. Oh, yeah, yeah this, this movie, movie is not yet. Yeah, because yeah, like, he was saying. This was supposed to be like his off, breakout movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was coming off a uh, uh, Tony and like getting hit up by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won, by the way. He had won a Tony for. Um, a show that he had created, right? I forget the show. No, his friend Spelling created B. it. Spelling Bee, yeah. And oh, he wow. originated the role on Broadway, won a Tony for it, and got this. And that was just like. Because before this, he had been like fanboys and, and or yeah, and a few other movies that he was like the side character for. But this was supposed to be his breakout role, and I don't think he would get. I don't think he really kind of climbed back until he got the Fantastic Beasts uh, series, which he's now doing well in. I love and the idea. Up a good point. I was going to say I love the idea of like Nick trying to make Dan Fogler relive what Nick thinks is the best part of his career. <laughs> <laughs> And him just being like, if I you, hated it. If you watch that, if you watch back the, the that interview I did with him on We Have Cool Friends, I spent predominantly like man, maybe like ten minutes of it out of the forty minute interview talking about Balls of Fury. But I, I mean, honestly, the funniest thing about this is we've talked on the Game Over Greggy show for years, and the amount of times Nick would randomly bring up like, I'd love to talk about, to Dan Fogler about Balls of Fury. Like I've heard that probably 15 times at least so like my expectations for this movie again I, to be clear it's not like i was expecting a good movie at all but like i expected more than what this is for how badly you wanted to talk to this man about this movie <laughs> again it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and i'm not defending this movie nick, in any way shape or form nick, i'm not saying no, this is a no, great no, movie nick. it's not it's not a movie that's for everyone it's humor is dated but I still think there's so many moments that hit, and I get it. I just want you to know that I get it. And yeah, the I, reason that I mean, we I only st- we only spoke to Dan ten minutes is because it was clear that he was hurt about this movie. <laughs> he was not hurt. That's about the thing this movie. too, though. It's like there's a lot of dumb movies that we all like, but like. It's very rare that I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could talk to this person about this movie. But Nick specifically wanted to talk to Dan Fogler about this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Nick. If I could talk to Dan Fogler, it would be about this movie. Yeah, and let's get I, it like, back. Let's do I it do again. think, I do think this movie isn't bad. Like, it's aged terribly, for sure. Especially in, like, a lot of, like, the the the, the humor and the jokes. And 100%. How a lot of the shit is insensitive. The whole point of the movie. movie. Yeah, the exactly. Whole point, yeah, when you look back at it. But... I don't know, man. I, the pacing, I feel like the 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 cast, the performances, I think they're all there. Like, not great. Not great by any means. But I, I think at the very least, it's it's a fine movie. It scratches a it, weird itch for you. That's, this that's, this yeah. movie, yeah, I mean, the, again, this movie just is, it's, it's what you call, I don't know, it's like candy. Offensive. It's just... Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not, like not going to sit here and right? try to and try to defend defend this like it's freaking, uh, you know, Interstellar, like it's Step Brothers. No, come on, yeah, yeah. Well, I, like no, I would say I... Step Brothers is a cut above this as well, but this movie just for some reason works for me, and I think to, to Kevin's earlier point, it's just some just most of the physical comedy for me is what gets me. Yeah. Um. Okay. So getting back to the point, uh, we get introduced to the competitors: Freddie Fingers Wilson, played by none other than Terry Crews, who is fucking great. Um, we get Wedge McDonald, who I don't think comes back in the movie, and then Mr. Uh, Yokito Nagasaki, and then the one and only Carl Wolfstag. And he comes up to him and he says, "The years have not been kind to you. I will not be either." Wait. So <laughs> the reveal, the reveal that that Carl is in this fight. Like that—that that didn't hit anyone because, like, that yeah, was yeah. a big moment for us. At Dumb. this point, I had forgotten 
anything yeah. about the movie in the past. So it's like the first time watching it. It's and he been like out, 20 like, years or whatever. Fuck. <laughs> well, the he's, only I know he has not aged a bit, but the only big missed opportunity is they didn't bring back the hammer. I was I was always expecting when I first watched this that Patton Oswalt's character would come back too, but he was probably like, dude, I'll give you one hour. That's all I can give you. And they I'll used be in your movie perfectly. for like two seconds. No, yeah. And but then also that line of like the years have not been kind and neither yeah. will I. That <laughs> hit so yeah. hard for me. His performance it was, was great. But it's the line he delivery. Was it's throughout. the line delivery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, All of his yeah, lines, yeah. like later on when he snatches his necklace, spits on it after doing the whole thing of like, you know, like you're one of the best players I know. Yeah. All all this shit takes his necklace, like, spits psych. on it, and then I forget what he says after that. But he basically insults him after that and he walks says, away. Say, he says, "Say what's up to your dead parents" or yes, something like that, and walks away. It's so yeah. fucked up. Oh man! Of course, um, as as uh, Christopher Walken is surveying the room, he spots his old. Uh, Master Wong, and he goes, Wong, you old horn dog, how's tricks? <laughs> that made me laugh. Come on, dude. Because <laughs> you know that wasn't like, did they write no, that? Did no, they write that no, line for Christopher? No. Yeah, they had to have written that. No, like, know, we got to hear. Yes, of course. They wrote that line knowing that, hey, this line's going to be funny because it's going to be Christopher Walken saying, horn, horn dog. It's dog. funny. <laughs> And it got me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fang tells Randy, um, FYI, Wong always said I was his greatest people. And again, misspelled people here. Oh, uh, but then Wong responds, you could have been, but you never finished your training. Um, and then Fang gives uh, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Uh, he kills him because uh, for making everyone 10 minutes late, which is to that point where I was like, uh, Andy's going to hate this part because <laughs> this is where he dies. And he's only been in this movie for five minutes. And I watched the movie because of him. And sure enough, I was right. Uh. Uh, later that night, Aisha Tyler offers Randy a selection of courtesans, and it turns out they're all a bunch of uh, like dude bros from Florida spring break. And it is what it is. Anyway, Randy politely passes. I mean, uh, so it, mahogany. It, here's the thing: like, is it like very? Is it homophobic? Sure, but it also is oh, yeah. unexpected. Definitely. So, and then like at the end of like, hey, I'm gonna get killed if I leave, so we have to do something. And then they play games all night, and then they leave, they and they're boggle. best buds. And not only that, he at the end of the movie, he runs in to save him. Like, that's what he's going. He's like, I have to save my friend. Gotta save Gary. Now, I told, yeah, this part is what it is. This is definitely one of those pieces of humor that would not fly today. And what it is is offensive very, and bad. Ladies, very to make that extremely clear. Sure. But... Diedrich Bader's character, the way he plays this, and he has this line that he says, if I'd have known I was going to end up a sex slave, I never would have gone to that audition in Orlando. It's the use of the word Orlando and him saying it. God damn it. It gets me. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Again, yeah, this isn't good. Um, but it just feels like the, it feels like the takes that they used on so many of the moments were not the best no <laughs> it's like the best takes got. like it's, it's all that yeah, worked yeah it just seems like there had to have been something better to make this joke worth it but then they kept on kind of pushing it and it's just like oh man but there was somebody else in the group of prostitutes that wasn't just Diedrich ba Bader it was there's somebody else that there's looked another guy recognizable in there familiar yeah yeah I couldn't freaking like place his face but I know he's Did, been in something doesn't he podcast with Kevin Smith no, I, there's somebody else that has like a very kind of he was like huge, recognizable like big, face. Yeah, big. I mean, like, he might, shoulders. he might, Kevin. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. Um, anyway, so. anyway, the next day they, they end up playing Boggle all night. 
Um, and I, I do like, I like their chemistry that between the two. Like where he's challenge. like a challenge. He was like, that sounded like a challenge. He's like, oh, all, right. <laughs> all right. Started playing Boggle. Of course, the next day, uh, we get the joke that Master Wong uh, got busy that night with one of the, uh, and they just don't want to tell him that. And that's in this part is very, very, very much gay panic and homophobic. And it's it's very bad. And they should not have put this in this movie. Uh, the game starts the next day with the flurry of drums to which uh, Christopher Walken dances. And it's another one of my favorite parts of the movie. He's just like, <laughs> you know, like he's just like no one else is in the room. He's just chewing up fucking scenery. That's great. The guy's uh, name that I was thinking of is Brandon Molale. He's six foot four. Oh, I was wrong. Oh, he was in. He played the awful New York Jets quarterback in Mr. Deeds. If you remember the scene where the quarterback mm. wants a bigger uh, yes. contract, yep. and Adam Sandler's like, just let him go. Like, he plays that guy. He's also in Dodgeball, which is the movie that I kept on remembering. Oh, this scene's going to come up. Right? Like, oh, it's in Dodgeball. Oh, Fuck. Blazer. I was hoping this. Blazer. Oh. Literally, as I, as I walked in, my wife was like, hey, have fun talking about Dodgeball. I was like, nope, that's. <laughs> that's, the other one. that's the other bad one yeah um let's see the game starts the flurries of drums yeah uh, fang tells the competitors the game will be single elimination and uh sudden death and first up it's freddie versus randy uh everyone laughs at randy for doing his uh, for going to disneyland line all that stuff and then terry cruz walks like a robot and it's fucking awesome i love randy, it too. it is it is pretty fucking awesome yeah. it's awesome <laughs> the uh, fucking packs are just too much i know and I mean, like, this is like, I'm not going to say this was like the start of Terry Crews because I can't think of what it did before this. So I'm just going to give this movie credit for giving us Terry <laughs> Crews and we'll go from there. My case was before this, right? Oh, probably way before this. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. yeah no, it must have been, been way before this. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Randy ends up winning. So Mahogany kills Freddy. And then when Randy, when Randy turns to Fang and says, You killed him, uh, Christopher Walken says, Well, yeah, what part of sudden death didn't you understand? <laughs> and then he goes like this and he pinches his face and he goes, <laughs> and He walks away. Uh... <laughs> and you're like, What do you say, Tim? What do you say when Christopher Walken gives you that? Do you just show that to the rest of your cast and go, Be better? And just go cut just stay, like just step it up. fucking better. Uh, anyway, uh, Randy freaks out and tries to jump out of the window, but there's bars on the other side of it. Um, and then Fang knocks on the door and asks Randy to go for a walk with him and show him uh, shows him like where he keeps all of his like illegal guns. Um, uh, oh, but first he he has to go into his secret palace, and so he has to like sh- uh, you know pull the arms down on one of the statues, and he goes, "I don't normally give people the full tour, but." I don't know, Randy. He mouths oh the words, I like okay. you. And oh, then we get it. Moment that got me. Fucking me. God. Oh. That, that's the moment that I was trying to think of earlier uh, when we first started this review. That moment I was fucking dying at. <laughs> I like you. Oh. <laughs> God damn. It really is the the Goldblum effect. It's like just have him oh, say yeah. whatever just you want and it's gonna be want. funny. I know. Uh Fang shows him, of course, then <laughs> and the tour ends with him showing him his pride and joy, a uh, custom made table where the players wear battery powered vests that electrocute the losers, sort of like the joysticks from Never Say Never Again, if you've seen that movie. Um uh, also there's a panda there that's not moving. Remember that because it gets my other laugh out loud moment <laughs> with Dietrich Bader later where he's like, I'm gonna go save the panda. The panda's dead. <laughs> 
Ja. <laughs> God damn it. No, he, he does allude to like, I don't know what they eat. He says something like, like that. Yeah, no. he, like, he, he, there's a line about like, dead. why is it dead? I, I thought they eat something or uh, whatever the fuck he said. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter what he says because it's always funny and Great. entertaining. <sighs> anyway, uh, round two, Carl versus some random dude uh, while Randy tells Rodriguez how to get into Fang's secret lair uh, and so he can hide that homing device. Uh, Randy wins his next match versus uh, Yokito as Rodriguez sneaks into the lair with the illegal guns and plants the homing device. Final round, Carl versus Randy, but Randy is freaking out. So Rodriguez tells him, uh, he's like, hey, it's time for plan B. Meet me in the bathroom in five minutes. Of course, then as he's as he's approaching, uh, Carl comes over just to fuck with him. And this is where we get to tell your parents. Oh, he says, tell your dead parents. I said, what's up? And then walks away uh, to which pisses Randy off and he decides to stay. Um, and then Master Wong says, this, ma this made me proud. I couldn't be more proud of you right now. And so Randy goes, cool, I'm going to go to tell Agent, I'm going to go to the bathroom and tell Agent Rodriguez that I'm staying. And when he does, uh, George Lopez jumps out and snaps his arm. <laughs> And he's like, dude, I was gonna, he's like, how's I supposed to know you're going to stay, man? But first he shoves a toilet paper roll into his eat mouth. Eat this, and eat he this, he yells at him. Eat this, and then snaps his arm. Also, um, shout out to the cameo by the guy from, I think it was the actor who was in um, that show with Hayden Pintieri. They were, oh, she was, heroes. 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 Was it heroes, yeah. I feel oh, like yeah, he yeah, played yeah. hero in that, wasn't that his mm -hmm. character's name, hero? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, he just has a random oh, cameo right, in here where he's standing out there with a fucking MP5 and he's like, hey, welcome to Mr. Fang's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Anyway, uh, Fang disqualifies Randy, uh, giving Carl the win, but guess what? It's a red herring. He's been on agent, he's been onto Agent Rodriguez the entire time, and he goes, Bad guys have homing devices too. They put homing devices in their name tags, which I never caught Smart. before. But blessing, Smart. if you go back and watch it again, Randy's wearing a jacket that says Randy, and he puts the name tag that says Randy over it. That's good humor, Tim. I don't mm -hmm. care what you say. That's, really good. That's good quality humor. <laughs> also, remember when uh, they first get there, he's like, there's a lot of you guys, so you need to wear name tags. Yeah. <laughs> and that was narratively built for uh, the joke, you know? God, I know. It's so dumb. Uh, of course, Swears. they bring Maggie in, who has been kidnapped as well, uh, and he forces Randy to play Southpaw, but Randy has flashbacks to his prior match and drops his paddle. When he goes to pick it up, Carl jumps on it and snaps it. Uh, and then Randy runs over to Wong, completely disheartened, and said, I, I apologize, I've broken your brother's paddle. But Wong tells him that the game isn't in the panel, paddle, it's in you. And then he hands him another paddle and says, this belongs to the greatest player I've ever known. But when Randy turns it over, it has the deaf leopard mark. And I don't care. And what I got chills. Fucking I was like, I, I am a sucker bitch because this got me. <laughs> it's really good is why it got you. Uh, and no, then uh, it's just really easy to like have that layup there. That's what got me. <laughs> <laughs> then Randy pulls out his, I mean, boombox from like 1985, 88 or whatever, and starts playing. I believe it's Def Leppard. I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure. I don't know Def Leppard's full catalog, but I assume it's Def Leppard. Uh, and it's I, this scene's great. Everyone starts like you know. Are you yeah, what do you want? What do yeah. you want? I uh, want rock and roll. And then Randy puts his gum under the table confidently, but before he can hey. serve. Fang pulls a fast one on him and replaces Carl with Maggie for the game. Uh, and then Carl freaks out, and the mahogany just kills him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, oh right, blow dart. So, so much happened to this. Because, like, he also, they also shot the radio to yeah. stop all the dancing and all that shit. And that's yeah. when they did the switcheroo. And I totally forgot about that. And so the whole time I was like, this can't be fair. <laughs> this no. can't be right. Like, well, we can't I, let him do this. One of the reasons Def Leppard is a famous as a band is because the drummer, there was a car accident. He lost an arm, right? Yeah, he had one arm. 
They also did. I mean, they did some. They had some great hits too. No, they have great hits, absolutely. But I, I, just, I, I wonder. They, they sing "Pour Some Sugar on Me" at the end, right, or something like that. What's the song at the end? Mm. I'll get there. That's yeah, the it is. It is that. Yeah. Uh, Maggie refuses to play Randy, so Randy distracts her and bounces the ball off her belt um, so that he can lose and she can win. Uh, and then he tells her he loves that was her. Great too. That was great too. She's it like, was Stop awesome, it. but and it was just... one of those ones too where I was like, "That's not part of the rules of ping pong." You no, you that. definitely can't be bouncing balls off people's that. belts. That's that's an illegal move right there. Um, <laughs> off her nose too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but then uh, Aisha Tyler's character blow darts. Uh, oh, she blow darts the ball to stop it, and then uh, Fang orders them to kill him. And then she blow darts the the paddle, or, or she she goes to blow dart Randy. He stops it with a paddle, and then immediately throws it back and hits her in the head. Now, what, okay. what you guys don't know about this is and i never caught before until this time i was like that is actually a reference to big trouble in little china at the end of it jack um david lopan like throws the knife at jack and he grabs it and throws it right back at him and stabs him in the head and i was like fuck me i can't believe i missed that blessing we have to watch this movie five more times That's we good. have to get all of them um <clears throat> of course i might be rooting too much in that point anyway um uh, all hell breaks loose and uh, backup arrives because apparently they snuck two of those uh, uh, things, uh, the homing devices. They hooped both of those things to the thing, which was why Agent uh, Lopez was, or not, I'm sorry, Rodriguez was walking funny too. So Randy heads down to the prison to free uh, Gary and the guys, but Fang catches him on the way. And Randy tells him, if you kill me, you'll never know. Uh, <laughs> we're never going to know who's Wong's best, who Wong's best pupil is. If we happen to know I spell pupil correctly here, because this is where I turned the subtitles oh, great. on. To which Wong, Wong replies, for the record, <clears throat> I think we can all assume that it is Randy. <laughs> all right. Uh, Fang and Randy <laughs> strap into the table. <clears throat> strap into the table and off we go. Uh, Randy uses uh, one of his first turns to trigger the self-destruct button uh, when then he gets shocked, but the table doesn't know the game is over. Christopher Walken says, if we stop playing, it will kill us. Uh, Randy tells everyone to get to the boat, but Gary tells Randy, I'm going to go save the panda, and then runs off, and then immediately runs back in the opposite direction and says, the panda's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's not it's not the line it's just that dj the way he says it as he's running yeah. back is fucking yeah. perfect i'm gonna go say the panda it's good timing. the panda's dead it's good timing yeah um let's see randy wins a point by uh letting the ball go off the table but then he gets shocked anyway because fang changed the rules and forgot the time i changed the rules he goes <laughs> i changed the rules uh one bounce it counts my bad. <laughs> that line got me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the match continues out into the forest. They start playing and they start beating it off the walls and all that stuff. And they can't let it stop out in the forest. Uh, Maggie kicks the hell out of a really jacked dude uh, while Fang and Randy keep playing through the bamboo uh, over onto a bridge. Um, Agent Rodriguez saves a guy, uh, uh, the guys and uh, a few of the female uh, servants from an Italian gangster and then asks uh, one of the servants if she likes chorizo. And that was a line that I have to assume George Lopez improvised. And he insisted made that. the final cut. He's like, I'm not <laughs> signing off on here. this. There was no <laughs> other bet. There was no other better. Yeah, better take at the improv. I, That's just the I, I love how noticeable it was that like it felt it felt like when they were playing the ping pong match that they were teleporting around because it, so many people were still on their way out of the compound and it's like how are they not the last ones out of this building oh, yeah. like this makes no i guess sense in terms of placement and they're playing yeah. <laughs> um there's also a moment by the way where the ball 
hits the ground and I think Randy like ends up and he dies for it, but he falls through the things. Um, but he doesn't get shocked for some reason, which is weird. I always thought that was an inconsistency. doesn't matter. This balls of fury for Christ's sake. Um, Randy serves. Uh, but when Fang asks, Oh, excuse me. As, as they're about to serve the final match, uh, master Wong yells up and reminds Randy that Fang only <clears throat> finished half his training, never finished his training. Uh, and then Randy starts serving it and Fang's like, it gets under his skin. He goes, what did he mean by I never finished my training? Well, like, like I'm dishonorable or something. And Randy goes, no, it means you have no backhand. And then immediately hits it to his backhand, which causes Fang to fall into the water and get electrocuted to death. Two months later, yep. the gym finally reopens. Uh, it has been rebuilt. And Maggie gives Agent Rodriguez some table tennis lessons. And he wears a thin Lizzie shirt and quotes Scarface a lot. And again, I say for, your submit, for, for the jury, I'm pretty sure this was all George Lopez. I don't know that he, they, they would just be like, hey, we're going to write some Scarface into this. But everything he says gets a giggle out of me so whatever this uh, is a this is a really weird question but do you all remember watching late at night it would be like after girls gone wild uh commercials or maybe even during in between there was this sort of shock tv paid programming for like a movie that was just like really gory and violent and it, this is like maybe mid to late 90s you know what channel uh, it was just like I don't know, like on E, most likely, where or Comedy Central, <laughs> one of those, you know. Uh, but the for some reason, I just always, I will always relate to George Lopez saying "Say hello to my little friend," like that line, because that was such a prominent scene in the previews, uh, where he's doing the Scarface stuff earlier with the mm -hmm. gun or whatever. And that sequence will always remind me of like it just puts you in a place in time, and I just oh, for yeah. some reason. I'm, teleported back in time whenever i when we were getting to that that eventual shootout towards the end and i remember oh yeah that trailer really focused and showcased george lopez doing the scarface thing <laughs> for whatever reason it's just a, it's just a <laughs> weird thought man it's just a weird I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm kind of there with you like for some reason george lopez saying that does put me in the early 2000s it's, and i think it's it, just i think part of it is i did have a friend growing up that was super into scarface and it was weird because we were both kids he was like fucking 12 years old loving scarface <laughs> and it didn't make sense he, he, he let me borrow his ps2 scarface game that was basically rented out of vice city but a weird spinoff or a weird clone um but yeah no george lopez saying all that shit all definitely services, yeah. definitely invoke that but then also <laughs> uh the george lopez show like i kind oh, had, of had I, I had those feelings throughout this movie just because i watched that show so much uh on nick and knight in the mid two thousand mm. mid uh 2000s, <laughs> hell yeah <so>. dude <laughs> um then we get we basically get the roundup. Uh, he, uh, sorry, Randy gives Master Wong uh, a present to thank him for all of his hard work, and Master Wong just shakes the shit out of it. And of course, it's a new lucky cricket. And he's like, "Well, you know what? I'll keep the box. It'll bring my change a lot of honor." Um, and then uh, Jason Scott Lee and the dragon come over to congratulate Randy uh, for the new school and wish him luck. And the dragon kicks him in the nuts yet uh, one more time, and they run away, laugh at him. Uh, and then Master Wong tells him that a true ping pong player must always be aware of his surroundings, and then falls down an elevator shaft. The end. Oh, no, it's not the end, Tim. The whole cast is going to sing karaoke, pour some sugar on me. And uh, this is the part I was like, I bet Tim's not going to like this part too much. But the <laughs> this movie's is over. The, part. the rest of the movie was like, oh, <laughs> no, I just feel like this oh, is like, this is like, about this. this is like salt and <laughs> open wound on this one for Tim. But I mean, no, but I, I, I got to say, I, I, I like the dumb comedy movies ending and then like having the play a moment of them freeze frame with their name of who they are. There's something about it with some outtakes and nostalgic. Like yeah, there's yeah. some outtakes and stuff. I love me some outtakes. I didn't love the, uh, <laughs> the, he didn't finish his training. 
oh, let's do that end of the training backhand. He, he just bats the ball the other way and he misses it. I was like, okay, that feels hey rushed in a way. Last time I'm going to tell you this right now. When I was in college at UC Irvine, they opened the new rec center, which apparently the students before paid for, which is why my tuition was so expensive. I used to play racquetball. Now, did I smoke a lot of cigarettes before and afterward? Yes. Mm. Did I play with my friend who was like an all-state tennis pro? Yes. Did I, was I never able to hit a backhand racquetball because I never learned how to? Yeah. It's surprisingly hard. You have to train for that backhand. It's not just like you're like, this is easy. Everyone can do this. Tim, you can do this. That mm-hmm. bad boy getting some speed oh, on yeah, that yeah. hard. Can't do but it. Can't, can't you just jump more this way and then hit no. it normally? Mm-mm. No, you not never want to do that. the ball's coming at you really fast. People you got to cross your People body. can pick you apart, uh, Kevin, if that's right, your way enough. of playing. Yeah. It's just the idea that isn't that like half the hits? Like oh, the yeah, no. Hits? If you were going to be, <laughs> you were gonna be real, like, at that point, like, have, have you not tried the backhand yeah. yet? No, you have to be able to do backhand to tennis. Or I, I imagine anything that involves a racket, you have to have a backhand for, for sure. Andy, hit me off with a little bit of that haiku in review, please. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form. I messed up both of those words. Review cool. into haiku. In, yeah, <laughs> just like Joe Merton's did. Part Mortal Kombat, part Kentucky Fried Movie, and so much stupid. Kentucky I don't know what Kentucky Fried, Fried movie. movie is. Uh, that was a John Lannis movie, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds right. Yeah. You've never seen it? 1977. Holy crap. I've never seen it before. No. It's not, I, is I, it I like actually, a naked gun type parody movie? Yeah, I don't, it's not don't know. I've had it on my, um, my, I think I've had it on my Amazon playlist for like uh, two years. And I've just never watched it. I've never pulled the trigger. I, I've seen it. It's not great. <laughs> but it is that, that's uh, that humor. Hmm. Travi Nix says, <laughs> Nick, I mean, you, you fucking made us watch this movie, so... You asked for this. Sure. Trevi Nick says, balls, 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 balls. Mm-hmm. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping. Yeah. This was the best thing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, uh, of course, Miscellaneous <laughs> comes in with uh, the plot in haiku. Battle has begun. Under table goes his gum. Dad pays the Shang Tsung. The dragon annoyed. Randy's winning. Overjoyed. Genitals. Destroyed. Time for the first round. The victor, Randy, is crowned. Then fingers goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Opposite they stand, ping-ponging across the land. Fang had no backhand. Thank God we're done with that part. Uh, Let's move on to Ragu Bagu, where we're going to rank the bad guys against (laughs) the That reminded me of the other funny part, and I want to know if you guys laughed at this. There's a part where Terry Crews comes out and he goes, this is Freddy Figures Wilson. Ah, ah. And then it cuts over to Christopher Walken who also screams. Ah, yeah, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I laughed. I laughed really good. Uh, yeah. oh that got me. That got come me on, real good. Guys. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, go ahead. Uh, fucking shit. Hold on. Hold on. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for the Mortal Kombat in review series Cross Balls of Fury. At number one, we have Shang Tsung and Goro for Mortal Kombat 1. And then at number four, we have uh, Shao Kahn and Sindel from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Where do we want to put Fang? Or we just put like, Christopher Walken. I mean, we can call him Fang, though. It's not a big deal. Fang is fine, sure. Yeah, I think... I, mean, um, I, I put I, him... I think, 
it makes put him the number most two. sense to put as number one, you know? I mean, he's the, clearly the most entertaining, but for right. a villain also character. Deadly, he killed a bunch of people. True. You know what it's I mean? True. Everyone was scared of him. He was effective. He was yeah. effective. You're right. Sex trafficker. That's never good. And guns. That's very bad. Terrible dude. Guns. Yeah. I would put guns him, trafficking. I would put him, I would put him number two. Okay. Um, I just like Shang Tsung is... in part one. Yeah. Okay. I, but he's entertaining I, enough to be I, way I better number than two, the other two. One of the best parts of the movie, Christopher Walken can do no wrong. Yeah. Wait, but, wait, okay. Hold on a second. No, 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 okay, hold on, hold on. Because I'm saying one. Nick, what are you saying? Are you saying two or one? I put I put him in number two. This is Mortal Kombat in review. We can't put him in number one. I don't think. But number two, I think is we could if he was great. But he, not he, to say Shang Tsung. I was gonna say we got we we got yeah, like, the thing. We gotta look at the other movies when we talk about the Mortal Kombat movies because like okay, those movies but, also aren't that great. Let me no, and they're not. But let me remind you that the reason we're watching this movie is mm-hmm. because the bad guy from the first Mortal Kombat was in this. No, <laughs> the reason we're watching this movie is because the movie got delayed a week. You know what I mean? And we found yeah. a thin little line where we could connect. <laughs> I'm just. It's and not I'll, like anyone gave a shit about the bad guy in the last one, and this one. A lot of everyone's favorite parts are Christopher Walken, the bad guy in this movie. But and that's favorite what I'm doesn't saying. mean good. But like and you're, talk, you're like, talking about how Shang Tsung right got like axed a few minutes into this movie, or I guess halfway. Uh, it got replaced with Christopher Walken, which is an even better option. It's a good you know tag I mean? team right there. Good tag team right there. Yeah. Let's but vote but on. I'm going number one for the me. The actor in this movie was not good number in one. this. His character was offensive and sucked the entire yeah. way through. But are we counting him? Because I mean, we're counting him. We're counting no, him. No, 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 he was saying it doesn't. But I would only count his. Christopher Walken. Let's vote on it. Who thinks he's Christopher Walken should be number one? Damn it. I'm going to put my hand up on this yeah, one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's there go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Man, I was just... I was just uh, the okay. three oh, biggest man. balls of Furies fans. <laughs> this is very hard. <laughs> Bro, this movie's about to be put number one, so you slow down. <laughs> Damn. Now it's uh, time to rank the Mortal Kombat cinematic universe. Uh, currently, number one, we have Mortal Kombat 1995. And number two, we have Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Andy Cortez, where do you put Balls of Fury on this list? I would put it at... Fuck, I mean... It's weird because one movie is intentionally trying to be funny and it's really, really bad. And the other movie is intentionally trying to be good, but it's still really, really bad. And you won't know which movie I'm talking about. <laughs> you won't know. <laughs> um, I would, shit, man. I would put this at number two or three. I don't know, man. It's so tough to say. I'll put it at. I'll put it at number two. Kevin. This is tricky. Because <laughs> Mortal Kombat definitely, <laughs> definitely surprised me at how much I enjoyed it. But so did this. <laughs> Honestly, I would put this at number one. Blessing. Here's the thing. Don't go for the meme. Don't I, go I'm not. For the meme. I'm not. I it's, go with it's, your it's heart, tough. bless. Go with your heart. It's tough because I think naturally, <laughs> I probably did have a more ah. Both of these movies for for me were very entertaining to watch. Though I do see, I see the flaws in Balls of Fury. Now that we've laid it all out there, I, I, there's like a, there's a lot there that. Could <laughs> <be better. laughs> 
<laughs> now that we've had a nuanced discussion, I can see the negatives. <laughs> now that we've broken it down across a two-hour podcast, I see where some of the where I see where some of the shortcomings are. But I I also keep thinking about Mortal Kombat and how that movie also had so many shortcomings. But it did have some high highs. It did have some high highs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna what say was, number two. I'm. What I'm gonna put Bob Fury number I'm two. Just saying, what was one of the high? Here's the thing. Nick <laughs> is gonna vote. <laughs> Nick is gonna vote the way Tim wants. So you you like it's gonna lose. So you mm. should just vote whatever you feel in your heart. Yeah, I mean, I, I still I still feel Mortal Kombat though in my heart. I I think the reason is it's just Good, when we're talking about Mortal Kombat and review. I wouldn't feel right putting Balls of Fury there, but then also I think Ball, I think Mortal Kombat. I just had such a good time with it when we watched it a, a few weeks ago. Here's the thing. You, you do you do get the fan the fan moments. You do get the fun homages. You do get the fucking scene where they're trying to show off how dope Sub Zero is, and so you have the guy come out. He does all the fucking airboxing moves, and it's fucking dope as fuck. And then he fights Sub Zero. It's not dope as fuck. <laughs> oh, it was dope as fuck to me. Damn it, I believe it. Damn it. Um, and so yeah, I gotta put Balls of Fury number two. Nick. So, I mean, I have to. The way I'm looking at this is we are comparing this against and as a Mortal Kombat movie. And of course, <laughs> in that way, it fails. So, I cannot, in good conscience, put it at number one. I would put it at number two. The only reason I would not put it under Annihilation is Annihilation is half a movie at best. And I can't, and I can't in good conscience, put that movie in. I can't, we can't rank that higher. We can't reward that level of poor filmmaking. Someone needs to be punished for that. You're right, Nick. I am. Yes. I am dying of laughter. I've been talking about. Like it. I can see. I can see why the, the shortcomings. <laughs> but oh also, my like, God. when we're talking about the action, right? Like, Balls of Fury has the best action of all three of these movies. Absolutely. This all movie was made in fighters. 2007, and I don't agree with you, Blessing. I do not agree with you there this, at all. Remember, think about the CGI. Think about Raiden turning into thunder and how it looked like After Effects that I made, and I barely use After Effects. This movie didn't have that. Hey, man, the ping pongs in this movie, the balls themselves, <laughs> That's all they had Did you ever to. even know? <laughs> but you, also, you, like, did I mean, you see the flaws of it? I mean, it was perfect, dude. They're playing, on, they're playing in the forest. They're playing on the bridge. You can't even tell her not like, hit the balls. I, I, I felt like they didn't, go, they didn't uh, go for it too much in the way that, in some ways, the Mortal Kombat movie felt like it bit off more than it could chew. Though I do, I do appreciate Tim's uh, uh, critique that he made early on where, where you were talking about how uh, the – the ping pong I don't think ever reached max potential. Like I felt like there should have been scenes where that that felt like Shaolin soccer ish, where in the middle 100%. of a ping pong game, the ping pong the ping pong ball freezes. Wait, you get I mean, a, the, a nice pan. Wait, that. no, hold on. We didn't do even we, talk we do about it. Shot. It's funny. Yeah, that yeah we get this. that shot twice, oh, okay. and the way they do it is everyone just freezes. This freezes. And pan the camera around. <laughs> the fact that we didn't talk about that is absurd because it is so hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, man. It didn't strike I me as dope today as it did more. 10 years ago. It's derivative as shit. It's derivative. The movie's not trying to be anything that's not derivative. It's a dumb slapstick comedy movie. And like, I mean, that's, I don't think it needs an action sequence in the middle of it. Well, but the whole point of it, like even at the end where Carl get like, you want to see the face plot and made it racist. Like, and that's the comedy. Like, you need to add something that's not just that, or else it's just racist. I mean, and they made I, it I, would, I would, I mean, yes, to <laughs> recognize that. To it, is what I'm saying. There's a lot of, there's a lot of very, very bad stuff in this movie, but that's not the stuff that I think is funny. I think a lot of the performances and like the actual slapstickiness of like the physical comedy is funny. And I think on that regard, they, they actually succeeded. Yeah. But to your point of wanting more action in this, 
I don't need any more ping pong in a movie about ping. I don't need this, right? I don't need this. I'm not, not about saying that. you guys are misunderstanding what I'm saying. I am not saying I need more action. I'm saying the action that is in this that they did have is weird and just derivative and just taking other things and just doing it straight. They're not adding anything. I don't nothing. think so. I mean, I, I would disagree. Yeah. Yeah. They're they are not doing movies. it straight at all. I mean, yeah. the fact of the matter is, even the even the end joke of the fact that like you have the rivalry and you're expecting to see that match and then fang right. just kills carl is that's that's basically yeah. a nod to the audience like yeah we don't care about the ping pong in this it's just an excuse for us to attempt comedy and again to your point Tim, i'm not saying that they don't fail categorically in a lot of areas but there are some things in this that give you that, that give you some laugh out loud moments so yeah my point was, my is. point was more so about the creativity of it because i like i it felt like at a certain point a lot of the matches were just forehand <laughs> uh, brawls whereas they're just in the ping pongs back and forth and they weren't really doing much outside of that like sure. you had things here I, and there like the when Ma maggie q when maggie was doing the one-on-five match like that was, that was dope as fuck right and i think you have things here and there that are like that but i think the the bulk of a lot of the ping pong in here was just straight up back and forth games that mm -hmm. could have been a way more creative if they put a little bit more effort into it and the bulk of the fights in the Mortal Kombat movies we've seen so far are the same thing, where it's just like they should have been way cooler than they actually were. But this they also so used very so bad far, CGI, which, I don't, which, which this movie didn't have. But this movie had so many yeah, other things. I, this I, was I, made I, in 2007. I feel like we see really cool ping pong fight, like battles that like wouldn't happen, like are impossible in real life. Like... The, the, at the end of a lot of these things, these people are like 20 feet apart and going back and forth. And it's like, I know that like... And that was cool in a YouTube video in 2006. Hey, man. Like, this is this a perfected movie that they yeah. made out of this that's well, supposed to be a comedy. And that's what I wanted more of that YouTube 2006 video. Because I think I know the totally. exact video that Tim was talking about. And like, I wanted like... You know, I think if they went if they went uh, went for it more with flips and shit and like just doing ping pong in a way that I wouldn't have thought about. I don't think this movie has as much of that, but also it didn't have Raiden turning into fucking lightning. <laughs> that looked like it was straight out of, straight out of Microsoft Paint. Well, I mean, so the, much I mean, of this movie, so much of this movie just does. It feels insanely uninspired to me. It doesn't feel like a passion project from comedy writers who were like really, really wanting somebody to pick up this comedy movie because they worked hard on the script and it has really clever humor and stuff like that. It really feels just like the the superstar comedian who's six seven years out of his prime and he's making a straight to dvd movie like that's that this movie screams that so Listen, much to me andy you, you're you're spot on and again defend trying you know take it for what it is this is a movie that i think thomas lennon and his writing partner shit out <laughs> over the course of like two months amongst 10 other scripts they read and this one just happened to get made yeah i don't know if this was one that he was grinding on for years and was like this is going to be my rocky right this is going to get me the academy award and then i think they probably shopped it to everyone and they got who they got like i, I this movie is I, I like if you told me that this movie didn't come out in theaters i'd be like yeah that, that makes a lot of sense that's the quality i think they, they managed to hit on this movie so take that for what it is yeah so the rankings are Number one, Mortal Kombat 1995. Number two, Balls of Fury. And number four, oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. We list. are returning next week with Mortal Kombat 2021. Very exciting about that. Why Hoping aren't there good high-res images of this fucking movie for the thumbnail? Balls <laughs> for Balls of Fury? No, Balls of yeah. Fury. Yeah, there's no high-res images. <laughs> where, do you, where do you guys think Mortal Kombat is going to land next week? Number I one. hope it's number one. It I really cool. hope it's number one. I hope one. it's number one, yeah. Bye.